This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 17th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Prospera is a special economic zone in the country of Honduras, but it gets to shed a great deal of the regulation that otherwise would govern that area. And its proponents, like Jay Robertson, call it the freest city in the Western Hemisphere. We spoke in Memphis last month. When people think about cities uh, or counties or states, they think, oh, well, there's lines on a map and the rules are different just by virtue of the fact that the line is there on the map, that there are different people who run things. But uh, it, it ta- so it takes a little while to get your head around the idea of a project like Prospera. So can you describe that as quickly as possible? I've spoken with your colleague, uh, Joel Baumgar, uh, quite a while back. People can uh, dig that episode up if they want to. But if, uh, if you had to describe it quickly, uh, what is it? How does it work? Absolutely. So we've partnered with the government of Honduras to create a special economic zone that is structured in Honduran law, much like a municipality, except it has much broader legal autonomy than most municipalities. So you can think of it like a city with all of the powers that are usually delegated to the federal or state level, also governed at the local level. And we've created a new model for governance built on free market principles to try to build an alternative system that can drive adoption and improvement in governments around the world. So what is the, what's the pitch? Well, if you wanted to tell people, Hey, move here or uh, headquarter your business here, what's the pitch? It's the freest city in the Western hemisphere. It's the light tax burden, friendly regulations. It's a place where entrepreneurs and builders can launch, grow or scale their businesses without burdensome government regulations, without complicated tax codes. And it allows you to innovate in ways that are just not possible in other places. So why would a national government sign on to allow for this freedom, this this less fettered freedom to occur in their jurisdiction? What's interesting is this is a Honduran idea. So leaders in Honduras for decades realized they needed more direct investment and jobs to create economic opportunities so that Hondurans wouldn't have to flee the country and come to the U.S. in search of a better life. They realized they didn't have the expertise or capital to directly manage zones in the way that they've been done in places like Dubai and China. So the really interesting thing about Honduras is they allow private companies to set up and operate these zones And so Prospera was the first U.S. company to partner with the government of Honduras to create a zone with the goal of driving investment and employment opportunities for the local population. And just a few years in, we've been remarkably successful at that. We just crossed over a thousand residents of the Prospera jurisdiction. There are hundreds of Hondurans that are working daily within the jurisdiction and finding opportunities that just didn't exist in their home before Prospera was there. And Honduras, I suppose, you know, they say never let a crisis go to waste. Honduras has not had a really good governance for many years. Absolutely. The the country's been plagued by corruption. And as, as we understand from just theory that bad governance leads to bad outcomes and really prevents people from excelling or realizing their true potential. And so... The, these zones that Honduras created are an opportunity to create an enclave of freedom and good governance where people can escape the corruption and the, 
the problems that just plague the rest of the country. And that's the number one piece of feedback we get from our residents who are Honduran. They're so happy to be in a place where the rules are clear, the rules are concise. And it's the same thing we hear from people in the U.S. who are moving their businesses there. They have a literal contract with their governance service provider that states that we can't change the rules on them midstream, which makes it really difficult to invest in many parts of the world. All right. So clear rules, uh, a dependable infrastructure in terms of at least the government infrastructure. So what kinds of businesses are locating there and what are the burdens that they are facing that uh, makes this an attractive option? Because it's not free to move a business. Sure. We have been able to serve companies that operate in traditionally regulated spaces, especially companies who are trying to do something new or innovative. So we have to date served dozens of venture-backed companies who are looking to deploy new technologies that often get hung up in planning or permitting when it comes to building things in the real world. Uh, we serve biotech companies who are developing new therapies. Uh, one company that is utilizing the Prospera platform, they're not even able to apply for FDA approval for their treatment because the FDA doesn't have a process for it. So they're left in this regulatory limbo. In Prospera, they're able to get started, run trials, prove out whether their therapies work or not, and have multiple opportunities to try and develop the next great drug without having to wait years for a decision from a governmental body. So um, for somebody who is interested in this, at least vaguely, they say, oh, I don't like the crushing burdens of where I am, uh, be it in the United States or elsewhere. What is the, uh, what do they need to do to discover more about what you're doing? So you can join the City Builders Network. It's a community of thousands of people from around the world who believe that governance can be done better. And at Prospera, we're doing that in the real world. So you can check out our website, prospera.co. There you can join the network, see what's happening on the ground, see the businesses that are there, and learn how you could benefit from what's happening at Prospera. We have people contributing their ideas and their projects to help build the city of the future in the real world. All right. So let's talk about scale. Uh, where else are you looking to launch something almost identical to this? Sure. So our, our primary focus is on Honduras right now because it's the best place in the world from a legal standpoint. Their framework is really unique in that it allows for such a high degree of autonomy and for private companies to manage those. We receive outreach from governments regularly who are looking to bring something like Prospera to, to their jurisdiction. And we're always interested in partnering where it makes sense to do that. Uh, is there any effort to do that in the United States? I had heard rumblings of something similar, if not exactly the same, in Nevada. Um, and uh, I haven't heard about it in other states. So we, we, we would love to bring this as many places as we can. The challenge is that because government is so large and the bureaucracy is so big, it takes a long time to set up a legal structure that actually allows you to build outside of that, that, that system. And so... Um, it, it usually requires a lot of legal work, and uh, we are optimistic that by proving out that this model works in Honduras, we can present a model to say this is how it can be implemented in other places. And where, uh, if you were to pick a country that was most like Honduras in, in their potential to welcome this kind of investment, what would it, what would it look like? And, 
if you could name some countries, I'd love to hear them. Sure. Well, uh, I can't share anything specific, but we, we have been working with other countries in the region, in Latin America. There's a lot of advantages there, especially for people coming from the U.S. because it's close. There have been a lot of developments around special jurisdictions in Africa and a lot of interest in driving um, this kind of institutional change at scale on that continent. There's obviously a rapid growth in population there and lots of opportunities. But uh, we're, we're focused on Honduras for the near term, and we think Latin America is super compelling, especially for so many members of our community who are based in the U.S. You can get to Roatan on a direct flight from Houston or Miami, and so it's super accessible. And it's a way for people to kind of dip their toe in the water of experiencing this is what a true private governance framework could look like in the real world. So when, like I said, it's difficult to get to wrap your head around this type of uh, governmental structure uh, for people who are just walking down the street in uh, a city in Honduras. What is diff- What makes uh, Prospera function? Yeah, so it's it, you know you're walking into a different place. So a lot of times when you're driving from one city to another, there might be a little sign that says "Welcome to the city." But when you enter the special jurisdiction of Prospero, you're very aware you're entering a special place. You are required to become a resident or sign an agreement of coexistence to enter. So everything we do is voluntary and opt-in. So you're aware that you're entering a special place with special rules, and that everyone is playing by those same rules. So entering it, you understand you're in a different place. And I think what you see is there's lots of cool stuff happening. Uh, in, in Roatan, the, the community around Prospero looks different in that there's a building being built that's 14 stories, twice as high as the next tallest building in Roatan because it's not subject to the same zoning requirements. There's a robotic construction factory. There's an office space built out of sustainable timber that's won architectural awards. It looks very different because it's, it's a platform that allows people to really innovate. And in terms of uh, the actual land mass that does make up Prospera, is there uh, is the government of Honduras welcoming of the possibility of a physical expansion? So there is a process to do that. Right now, the jurisdiction encompasses a total of over a thousand acres, which is more than sufficient to build a city scale project. Uh, our, our site in Roatan uh, is is equivalent to Monaco in terms of just just the footprint. So. There's plenty of room to build, and so uh, we're really focused on building out what's there now. There's a there's a large resort property. There's lots of buildings, uh, and so it, it's a really a great platform to build. But there is the ability to grow um, as those opportunities come up. What prevents Honduras from changing the rules? Absolutely. So the the Honduran mines that created this platform realized there would have to be really strong legal stability guarantees for any foreign investment to invest in a project like this. And so they amended the Honduran constitution, which provides strong protections for existing zones. So we have acquired rights under Honduran law. And then there's also legal stability agreements because we're a U.S. company that are secured by CAFTA, the treaty between Honduras and the U.S. that protects investment as well as other, other countries. And so those protect Prospera as an existing zone, even though the Congress repealed the enabling legislation and for the time being, no new zones can be created. Prospera and the other two zones by the law are allowed to continue to grow, receive investment and operate in, in the way that it was intended to operate as an autonomous jurisdiction within Honduras. 
What is the predominant language in Prospera? It's bilingual, so mostly English and Spanish. And that, that's, what, that's what Roatan primarily is like. There's a lot of tourism that comes there. And so people trade in U.S. dollars as well as Honduran Limpuras, but it's primarily English and Spanish. Jay Robertson directs development for Prospera. We spoke last month in Memphis. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening.